During the second presidential debate on Sunday night, Donald Trump suggested he would appoint an attorney general and urge the new AG to appoint a special prosecutor to investigate Hillary Clinton's email malfeasance. When Clinton protested that, quote, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country, Trump fired back because he'd be in jail, which was funny. The media, of course, went apoplectic. How could Trump suggest he jail his opponents? CNN's Dana Bash compared Trump to Stalin and Hitler. Clinton's campaign manager Pearl clutched, quote, he was talking like he would become some dictator of a banana republic and throw her and his political enemies in jail. This is, to put it mildly, very, very silly. Trump didn't say that he'd single-handedly send a military squad to round up Hillary and her aides and then dump them in a darkened cell somewhere before beating confessions out of them. He said there would be a real investigation and that he believes Hillary is guilty. Both of these notions are plausible, and both are justified given the FBI's ridiculously rigged investigation into Hillary's email server. Trump never said due process ought to be discarded or Hillary ought to be summarily executed. Hillary's allies have for years suggested that politicians up to and including George W. Bush be frog-marched out of their abodes and into the gentle hands of law enforcement. The media's sudden obsession with law and order is fascinating after years of covering up the Obama administration's routine violation of legal process, from the IRS's targeting of conservatives to the administration's targeting of journalists to the Hillary investigation, the Obama administration has operated like a banana republic. To target Trump over far milder statements is hypocrisy, to, ta- to say the least. But that's how the left operates. It's not a banana republic if leftists administer the banana republic. That's a pretty convenient standard for a group of people who would allow any Democrat to violate the law on a routine basis and then call anyone who complained disloyal. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Oh, goody, goody gumdrops. So much to get to today, including Donald Trump finally breaking loose of those chains I've been talking about for so long. We'll get to all of it because it, it, no one said the apocalypse wouldn't be fun. And we just said that it would be painful, and both of those things are true. Okay, so before we do that, obviously, we have to say friends, hello to our friends at Birch Gold. If you are worried about the impending doom of the country, then you might be interested in investing in precious metals, because the fact is the economy right now is inflated in a couple of different ways. In the real estate market, it's inflated. In the stock market, it's inflated. Uh, and uh, the Birch Gold Group is a place that you want to talk to if you want to take part of your portfolio and put it into precious metals. Part of my portfolio is in precious metals. Uh, these are folks that I would trust with this. They have an A-plus rating with the Petter Business Bureau, and uh, they, they know all about how you can move your IRA or 401k if you wanted into precious metals. You need to give them a call, Birch Gold Group, 800-496-6663, 800-496-6663. Ask all your questions, get all your information, or go to birchgold.com slash Ben. That's 800-496-6663 online at birchgold.com slash Ben. Use the slash Ben so they know that we sent you, and they'll send you a, a 16-page informational kit about investing in precious metals. Ask all your questions, get all your answers, uh, and then think about doing some investment in precious metals. Okay, so we'll begin today with Donald Trump. So we'll get to Hillary Clinton in a little while because Hillary continues to be just a terrible, awful person. There are new John Podesta emails showing that Hillary was coordinating, apparently, with the Department of Justice over her investigations. Uh, There is an email that's been taken slightly out of context saying that Hillary uh, doesn't like talking about everyday people, says she hates everyday people. Some people are taking that slightly out of context. But the Podesta emails are a disaster for her. They demonstrate that she is a full-fledged manipulative politician, that the DNC was absolutely attempting to help her defeat Bernie Sanders, and that she's been manipulating on everything from Benghazi to the to the email the email server. But obviously, the big story of the day is that Donald Trump is absolutely melting down. It's it's the polls are coming out and the polls are awful. The polls are just just terrible. Uh, the, the, there was a poll yesterday, NBC Wall Street Journal poll. We talked about it yesterday. In a four way race, he is down 11 points. In a two way race, he is down 14 points. Second poll out today, nationally, in a two-way race, he is down 11 points. There's going to be another NBC poll that comes out today, updated after the debate. It is not expected to look good for Donald Trump. So, Donald Trump today did what you would expect Donald Trump to do. He's now playing the con game. We talked about this yesterday, and it is. It's a con now, okay? Because Donald Trump knows he's going to lose, and he's got Steve Bannon at his wrist telling him, Donald, just be you. Just be you, because we're going to take revenge on all the people who deserve the revenge. This is no longer about winning. This is about creating a narrative for Donald Trump. So two things—Donald Trump's doing two things in this, in this con game. The first thing that he's doing— 
is he's setting up what they called in Germany after World War One the Dachstoßligend, the Dachstoßligend, the 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 stab in the back, right? The the idea that Donald Trump was about to win, he was just on the verge of winning, when suddenly he was stabbed in the back. This is a bunch of crap. Donald Trump fell apart because Donald Trump's a really bad candidate. Donald Trump blew himself up after that first debate. We talked about it here on the show. He had pulled he had pulled even in the in the polls. He had all the momentum going into that first debate. He fell apart and then he imploded because he felt it was more important to talk about Miss Universe from 1997 being fat than to talk about issues that mattered and to continue attacking Hillary Clinton. Then, of course, this tape, the, the grab him by the blank tape drops on Friday, and Trump collapses even further. And that collapse has not been slowed, so far as we know, in any of the polls. The bottom seems to have dropped out of his base of support. So Donald Trump is blaming everybody else. It's everybody else's fault. So Donald Trump is now tweeting. He's, he's now tweeting. And here's what Donald Trump is tweeting. Okay, This is all over the last 24 hours. Paul Ryan should spend more time on balancing the budget, jobs and illegal immigration, and not waste his time on fighting the Republican nominee. Now, the reason Trump is going after Paul Ryan is because the Speaker of the House did a conference call with fellow Republicans where he basically said, look, I'm still supporting Donald Trump, but you're not going to see me out there defending him loudly and you're not going to see me campaigning with him. And the reason he's not going to do that is because he knows the toxicity of Donald Trump has down-ballot effects. Okay, so we're now going to talk about the real world for just a second, and then I'll explain what, what Trump is doing, okay? Here's the real world. The real world is that Donald Trump is going to lose. I'm not going to tell you pretty stories, as I said yesterday. You can go to a lot of places to tell you that Donald Trump is still on the verge of victory. Everything is fine. Everything is dandy. If all the people would just jump on board, like Bill Mitchell or Mike Cernovich say, then everything would just be spectacular. If Laura Ingram says that, that we're this close to victory, if Sean Hannity says that we are just on the verge, that this is the moment, that, then if everyone just jumped aboard, if they would stop with the stabbing in the back, Donald Trump would be fine. No, he wouldn't. Okay, Donald Trump is trashed. He is toast. That's his own fault. He's a crappy candidate. Okay, that's what's happening in the real world. So, assume for a second that I and every number being put out are right, as opposed to my, you know, people who, who think differently based on both lack of data as well as the crap that comes out of their face, okay? Because th- there's certain of us that actually believe in evidence and statistics and reality and certain people who apparently are, are more interested in purveying myths about the chances Donald Trump wins this election. Right now, Donald Trump has less than a 20% shot of winning this election, according to 538. There are two separate polls that have him down double digits. His average in the Real Clear Politics poll average, he is now down nearly seven points in that race. Sean Trent at Real Clear Politics basically called the race this morning. He is losing in every single swing state with the exception of Iowa, and there have been no new state polls since the news of this tape broke and since that second debate, which, by the way, I thought he won, but the snap poll said that he lost. So, okay, all that on the table. Let's assume, just assume, for the sake of argument, that I'm right, and all the data. Let's assume for the sake of argument that that what people think in their unicorn-filled heads is not true and that data and statistics actually matter and that you want to hear the truth. Okay, so Trump is going to lose. Assume that's right. All of these other arguments no longer matter. Okay, none of the arguments that we've been making for a year matter anymore. They don't. They only mattered in a close election. Trump is better than Clinton. Arguments irrelevant, he's going to lose. The Supreme Court, irrelevant, and Donald Trump is actually attacking all of the senators he would need in order to ram through a conservative nominee anyway, so he never cared about it. The 2005 tape is overblown. Irrelevant, because people obviously don't think it's overblown. There's Whether it's overblown, which is one issue, and there are people like Andrew Clavin who think it is, that's fine, but that doesn't change the reality. Most Americans don't think it's overblown, and you can see it in the polls. Americans are upset by it. And second, morally speaking, you shouldn't go on national TV and downplay people talking about sexual assault. You just, just as a general moral matter, it doesn't seem like a smart or decent thing to do. Argument four, cucks. You know, you're all cucks, right? Everybody who's not backing Trump is cuck. Completely irrelevant if Donald Trump is losing. Because I'll tell you something, there is nothing more cuck-servative than handing the Congress over to Democrats because you're too mad to, to vote for people down ballot who aren't endorsing Donald Trump. And then finally, this is the establishment's fault. It's Paul Ryan's fault. The Dostos legend, it's, it's, the, it's the legend of the stab in the back. It's Paul Ryan's fault. Paul Ryan is still supporting him. Ryan's Priebus is still supporting him. Mitch McConnell is still supporting him. This is all on Trump, and it's all irrelevant anyway, because if Trump is losing, all that matters is whether other people lose with him. All that matters is that you have a Republican Congress that is able to stymie Hillary in some way. And let's not pretend, okay, let's not fall into this myth that there's no difference whether there's a Congress that's Republican or a Congress that's Democrat. I've been disappointed by the Republican Congress, too. They should have done more to stymie, Trump, stymie Obama on spending. They should have done more to stop the Iran deal. That was a disgrace. They should have done more to stop Obama on executive amnesty. That was disgraceful. All of that said, all of that said, 
Things are a lot worse when Democrats run all the branches of government. Do you not remember Obamacare? Do you not remember the stimulus package? Do you not remember the tax increases? Okay, lots of bad things happen when Democrats run all the branches of government. So if just out of pure spite, you decide that Democrats should run the entire government because you love Donald Trump so much, let me recommend that you take a second thought at that. Okay, so now Donald Trump is in, in, a, he's in a situation. Donald Trump knows that he's got a problem and that he's falling apart. And so he has to somehow preserve the myth that he is a big winner. He's a huge winner. He's going to win bigly if he had not been stabbed in the back. So that means he's going to do two things now. Okay, he's going to do two things. Thing number one that Donald Trump is going to do is he's going to claim that everybody is stabbing him in the back, right? It's all a stab in the back, and he's by himself. Okay, this is a Breitbart routine. This is a Steve Bannon routine. I know Steve. Steve wants everything to burn. He, he's, he's only interested in burning everything down. Burning everything down sounds like a lot of fun until it turns out you're inside the house. Okay, right now, we're all inside the house because we have to live in this country together, and it turns out that Hillary and her Democrats running the country does not seem like a good plan. So here's what Donald Trump is tweeting. Remember, we're 27 days from an election. He's more interested in knocking Republicans out of Congress than in allowing Republicans to stop Hillary Clinton because he knows he's going to lose. All he cares about is his ego. So here's Trump. Despite winning the second debate in a landslide, it is hard to do well when Paul Ryan and others give zero support. Okay, one point something out. I'm old enough to remember when Donald Trump said he didn't need anybody else's support. He didn't need Paul Ryan's support or Ted Cruz's support. He didn't need the establishment support. Winning against Hillary was going to be so easy. And then he built no campaign infrastructure and relied on the RNC and is whining when Paul Ryan still endorses him, but won't go out and campaign for him in the aftermath of a tape that would absolutely devastate the Republicans down ballot. Okay, that's not all from Donald Trump. He says this. Our very weak and ineffective leader, Paul Ryan, had a bad conference call where his members went wild at his disloyalty. Right, so now we're no longer worried about winning. Now we're worried about disloyalty. Okay, we've got Trump over here in the Fuhrer bunker, as everything burns around him, saying that every candidate must go down with him. Every candidate must go down with him to demonstrate loyalty. Right? All that matters is loyalty. Donald Trump does not get to talk about loyalty to Republicans, when in the first place he was the guy who threatened running third party throughout the primaries, and in the second place he's now in the middle of an election cycle ripping everybody on the down ballot. I never supported Donald Trump, but I always said vote down ballot, and I always said that if you want to vote Donald Trump to stop Hillary, I understand. I have my own assessment of the risk, but I understand what you're doing. Donald Trump is talking loyalty. The only loyalty Trump cares about is loyalty to Donald Trump. And then finally, Donald Trump finished up uh, with a couple more tweets. This one particularly said, it is so nice the shackles have been taken off me, and I can now fight for America the way I want to. So let me just point something out. If you've been watching this show, you know how hilarious this is to me personally, because I've been saying for literally months now that Donald Trump was chained up in a basement by Kellyanne Conway, and eventually he would escape and trample the small children. This is what I wrote for an in actual syndicated column, September 21st. Quote, like a pent-up movie monster chained to the wall of a dank dungeon, Trump's aggression waits and lurks. Quote, it is so nice the shackles have been taken off me, and I can now fight for America the way I want to. And uh, I believe we do have a live shot, actually, from Trump Tower right after he tweeted this. And there you have it. The Republican Party thought that they could contain Trump. Paul Ryan thought they could contain Trump. Everybody thought Trump was containable and controllable and that they would be able to use him in order to get ahead. And it turns out that Trump, in the end, is just Trump. It turns out that Trump, in the end, is just Trump. Here's something I wrote August 18th. I haven't been right about everything in this election, but since the primaries ended, uh, not to say that I was right about everything, but I kind of was. August 18th at the Hill, quote, Trump wants to go out on his own terms, and those terms will be fully Trumpian, which means that Trump will get Trumpier. The let Trumpy Trump angle always attracted Trump since he's a narcissist. Now he'll get to play out his fantasies with Steve Bannon screaming, that's genius, in his ear every few hours. Never mind what happens to the Republican Senate and House. The campaign has been Trump's plaything. He'll play with it until the batteries go dead. Okay, there's a report today from Robert Cost at the Washington Post. What is Trump doing? He's holed up at the top of Trump Tower. And at the top of Trump Tower, he is, he is tweeting out with Steve Bannon at his side. So, the, you know, this is just, it's devastating all the way around. It's just, it's just awful. It's awful. And, uh, and this is what you get uh, when, when Trump is the standard, Barry, for a, part, uh, for a party about whose principles he simply doesn't care. And everybody who's arguing, look, I can see people arguing with me in the comments that, that Trump is still the big winner. Okay, fine. If you want to believe in this fantasy world that Trump is still going to win and that the only thing that stops Trump is people like me and that if it were only for, for us jumping on board, you can live in that delusional world, I suppose. I just don't see how it's going to help. 
right? Laura Ingram is living in that delusional world too, right? This is Laura Ingram had a piece today. That's just a stupid, stupid piece. Laura, I don't. She's an intelligent woman, but but whatever she, whatever drugs she's been taking during this campaign have done something. She says a memo to the anti-Trump pro-globalization wing of the GOP. The day after a strong debate performance by your party's nominee, you decided not to celebrate it, but to dismiss and distract from it. You called your friends in the press and told them about the coming GOP stampede away from Trump. Well, no, actually, the, the GOP stampede happened on Saturday before the debate, Laura. She said, if you succeed in helping Democrats elect Hillary Clinton, you, not he, will be held responsible for losing the Supreme Court and busting up the Republican Party. Again, they're rewriting history as it's happening. It's Trump's fault he's losing. It's always the candidate's fault when he lost. I'm old enough to remember when Mitt Romney lost. There was no talk about all the people who stayed home for Mitt Romney. There was lots of talk about how, Trump, how Romney blew the second debate, how he ran a weak campaign, how he should have attacked Barack Obama more. I don't remember anybody saying all those people who didn't show up for Romney, that was truly a stab in the back to Mitt Romney. I really don't remember that. Do you? I don't. When a candidate loses, it's on the candidate. End of story. But again, Trump is doing two things. The first thing that he's doing is he's saying that he was stabbed in the back. And we'll get to the second thing in just a moment. But first, we have to say hello to our friends at Helix Sleep. So, uh, the, if, if you ever want to get a great mattress at a really at a really affordable price, Helix Sleep is the way to go. HelixSleep.com slash Ben. So Helix Sleep runs a 3D biochemical model of your body through a proprietary algorithm that they've developed. You can go on their website and you talk about kind of what kind of mattress you like, what your body type is, how much you weigh, and they customize the mattress and then they send it to you in the mail. We have one and it's fantastic. It's super duper comfortable. Um, it's uh, it inflates basically. You bring, you take it out of the box and you take it out of the packaging. The air hits it, and it inflates, and it's incredibly comfortable, and the cost on it is, is really great. A really great mattress costs you like five or $10,000. This thing costs you like 1000 bucks maybe, uh, and it's, it's fantastic. It's, it arrives at your, at your door in a week, and um, shipping is 100% free, and then you sleep on it for 100 nights, and if you don't like it, they give you a 100% refund, no questions asked. So there's no risk involved at all. It's helixsleep.com slash Ben. I have one of these mattresses. I sleep on one of these mattresses. It's truly comfortable, and it's really great. So I recommend this very, very highly. Okay, so the, so the, the number one thing Trump is doing is he's doing the is he's doing the the dustos leg and the the stab in the back and his supporters are doing the same thing. So Mike Huckabee is is now saying that it's the bedwetting GOP. They're just they can't stand it. It's 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 all their fault. It's their, it's not Trump's fault. It's their fault. Here's a little secret, Megan. A lot of these bedwetting, hand wringing Republicans, they're not afraid Donald Trump is going to lose. They're scared to death he's going to win. And if he wins, he's going to mess up the neat little package of fun they have because they all play to the donor class. And Donald Trump is coming to make big changes in the way that these institutions go. Okay, and he's saying, yeah, that's really what's happening, right? People are opposing Trump because they're afraid that he's going to win? No, the reason that people are opposing Trump is because they're afraid he's going to drag them to a loss. Okay, people don't want to hug an electrical fire while it's raging. It turns out that, that clutching a, a, a landmine to your chest may not be the best electoral strategy. Okay, because, and you know how you can tell? The way you can tell is when he was doing well in the polls, nobody was running from him, were they? Right? Where was the big exodus? If they, just, if they were so afraid of Trump winning, why didn't they leave him three weeks ago when he was doing well in the polls? They waited until he was doing badly, and they were afraid he was going to drag them down. So we're just saying obviously untrue things now, that, that he's being stabbed in the back and all the rest. Bill O'Reilly is trotting out this claim that the media are trying to crush Donald Trump as well. Here's Bill O'Reilly, and, and Trump tweeted this particular clip out. It's a complicated situation, but I think everyone can agree, except for the media organizations that now have ordered their employees to destroy Trump. There's at least three of them. Um, and I can't say who they are right now because I don't have it nailed down, but I am 100 percent convinced. And these media organizations have actually been put out, if you support Trump, we're gonna, your career is done here. All right? so and that's we, how we can stop that there. So, so the idea is the media is out. Okay, first of all, everybody knows the media is out to get Trump. Why is that any shock at all? He still has to face it down. He still has to win. Second of all, I am very well aware of many conservative media organizations that have actively threatened employees for not supporting Donald Trump. I know about them, and I can't say more than that. But the idea that Donald, the idea that this doesn't exist on both sides is just silly. Okay, we have to let you go on Facebook and YouTube. More dark and doom when you come to DailyWire.com because there's more to get to here. And I think it's important. Again, I'm sorry that I have to speak truth. I'm sorry I have to tell you the truth about polls. I'm sorry to burst bubbles about how Donald Trump is the great God King who's going to win and all this stuff. But 
I think it's important for people to know what's happening in real time and for people to pay attention to the realities of what's happening in real time, not just the rosy depictions that you're going to see over at Breitbart or on Fox News at a certain particular time in the evening. Dailywire.com if you want to subscribe, uh, eight bucks a month. And uh, we have some goodies that are coming for people who are who are uh, subscribers that, that's coming in the next week. Uh, plus, you get the podcast and you get the rest of it live and you get all sorts of goodies, including being part of the mailbag. You can be part of Andrew Clavin's show as well. He has a more upbeat version of what's going on because <laughs> it's hard to find a more downbeat one today in there. So anyway, go over to dailywire.com, become a subscriber right now. Okay, so in order for this to be true, in order for it to be true that Donald Trump is losing because people are being mean to Donald Trump, in order for that to be true, then Trump actually has to be doing a competent job. It has to be a competent campaign. It can't be that his, his campaign is just blowing it. Unfortunately, we have video evidence that this is untrue. Here is a Trump surrogate trying to defend the 2005 tape. 80 million copies of Fifty Shades of Grey was sold. Uh, any, but Magic Mike was one of the most popular movies. That was a consensual relationship. I didn't read the book, but I assume that was a consensual relationship. No, it was not all the time, and the things that were done were not. Um, the, you look at the vampire uh, trilogy. Unfortunately, we've become a very um, interesting pop culture itself has become very, uh, very stretched in these areas. Okay, Fifty Shades of Grey came out in. Any guesses, folks? What year did Fifty Shades of Grey come out in? Taylor, you're the one most likely to know. What year did Fifty Shades of Grey come out in? Uh, like the movie or the book? The book. The book. No one cares about the movie. Oh, I have no idea. 2011. Okay? Donald Trump's tape came out in 2005. So she's blaming a book that came out six years after Donald Trump said his stuff for Donald Trump saying his stuff. Okay, also, I wasn't aware that the protagonist of Fifty Shades of Grey was running for president. I wasn't aware of that one at all. But apparently, that's, that's the case. Okay, this is what we call bad surrogacy. And Ben Carson did some more bad surrogacy today when he went on TV and said, well, you just don't know. He said this to, uh, I think it was Dana Bash at CNN. He said, you just don't know enough guys who brag about their sexual exploits the way Donald does. I know plenty of them. It's like, oh, my God. Like, this is supposed to be, yeah, you're going to win female voters. This is the way to win female voters. Again, Forget about true and false. True and false have no relationship to this, this, this particular election. Okay, That went out the window long ago. I don't want to hear about true and false because they don't matter anymore. They don't matter with regard to what the candidates say. The only thing that matters is the political impact because that's what this election has become. Forget about everything else. This is stupid, stupid, beyond stupid. Okay, The RNC spokesperson said, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know if he was talking about sexual assault. Let me explain. If a man walks up to a woman and grabs her by the bleep without her permission, that is definitionally sexual assault. By definition, that is sexual assault. And it doesn't matter if later she didn't, quote-unquote, object. They let you do it, right, as Trump said. How do you know they let you do it? How do you, uh, you, consent has to be given beforehand. You know how I know that I can have sex with my wife? Because she's my wife. That's how I know that. And because, she's, and because there are certain things that I know about how my wife acts that imply consent, okay? Walking up to a random woman and grabbing her by the woohoo is not exactly a consensual relationship. And anybody who's implying this, it's so stupid, and it undermines you with your female base. Okay, here's another one. Here's a Trump fan on CNN trying to talk up Donald Trump. Yes, but that is, that, that is, that is wrong, absolutely. But here's the thing. He's not running to be the Pope. Look at the culture of our country. When Bill Clinton was president, my children came home from school and they had no idea it was actually called the Oval Office. They thought it was called the Oral Office because of the, the, the talk in the elementary schools. Okay. And so is this, is this helpful? So, so your argument is it was bad when Bill Clinton was president because they called it the Oral Office. So we definitely, definitely have to vote for the guy who says you should grab women by the pee. Yeah, that's, that, sounds, that sounds just wonderful. And here's another Trump supporter on scene. Again. In order to believe that Trump is being stabbed in the back, you have to believe he's running a magnificent campaign and that he's losing only because he's being stabbed in the back. Just like in 1919, people believed the Germans were winning on the front and it was only the people on the home front who were stabbing them in the back. Here's a Trump supporter on CNN, and here's their excuse for this, for this tape. Hillary Clinton expresses that she finds the language on that bus horrific, but in fact, she likes language like this, quote, I came to slay, bitch. When he f me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. Did she say that? That, that happens to oh, be a Beyonce line from Beyonce. That. Yeah, I know. That's Her Beyonce's. Her favorite performer, whom she says she idolizes and would like to imitate. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying to you? There's a lot of hypocrisy okay. in Hillary no. Clinton expressing such horror. Okay, Betsy. Okay, let me just express something here. This is not a good argument. 
Okay, there are plenty of things Hillary Clinton has said herself that would be a good comeback and and saying that this is hypocritical. But her liking Beyonce lyrics, I'm afraid that that one is just not going to do well. We deconstruct culture every week here on the program, and I agree, the culture is degraded. That does not mean that you should be able to start grabbing women by the woohoo. Just putting that out there. So, yes, so, so Trump's whole impression he's trying to give out, we're, we're a campaign that's not in chaos. We're a campaign moving forward, and then people are just cutting us off at the knees. They're cutting us off at the knees. In order for you to believe that, though, you have to believe that the real reason people are undercutting you is not because you're unsuccessful and not because you're dragging them down. The real reason that people are undercutting you, the real reason that people are hurting you, is because you are too conservative. So now Donald Trump has to, has to rewrite himself as a conservative. Right, that, that's the that's the new rule. He has to, and he, he has to be so conservative that he's going to say, "Oh, well, the real reason Paul Ryan doesn't support me, the real reason that Paul Ryan is being mean to me, is not because I'm a bad candidate who's dragging down all the other candidates." That's the real reason, gang. The real reason he's not doing it openly, the real reason he's trying to undercut me, is because I'm just too hot for him to handle, gang. I am just too hot under the collar. I'm too much of a fighter. He can't handle the fight in me. You know, he wants to. It's the Alex Jones routine. I'm not going to unbutton my shirt and start screaming like a banshee, but, you know, that's that's the idea. Right? That's, that's what Trump is doing. If they really wanted to fight the Democrats, they'd be backing me. Look at Okay, so, here is Donald Trump doing that routine last night. Suddenly, Donald Trump has turned into a fire-breathing conservative. He's going to feed every bit of red meat to every Breitbart commenter he can find, and then he's going to say, the real reason the establishment is running for me is because they can't handle the fire. They can't handle it. Fusion pills. Right, that's that's the idea here. So here is Donald Trump uh, last night bringing up Teddy Kennedy. They don't want to talk about what their other political heroes have done to other innocent girls and women. People like Kennedy, Chappaquiddick, we remember that. Driving his car into a pond instead of calling the police, possibly saving her life. In fact, almost definitely being able to save her life. He went home and went to sleep. Did not report the incident to the police for 10 hours, yet he was hailed as a hero. The last 72 hours has framed what this election is all about. Okay, so about- here he is, he's dropping the Teddy Kennedy reference, and all the people in the crowd, all the Republicans are going, yeah, somebody's finally hitting Teddy Kennedy 10 years after he's dead. Woo! Okay, the reason he's doing that is because then he says, the real reason people oppose Donald Trump is because he's too hard on Teddy Kennedy. Arr! Okay, the real reason people oppose Donald Trump is because right now the logic of this election has come down to Donald Trump is losing and dragging everyone down with him, like Mary Jo Kopechny, politically into a river. Okay, this idea that Donald Trump is, is just being ignored because he's too hardcore is such unbelievable horse crap. The man was giving de- money to Democrats until five minutes ago, said Hillary Clinton was a great secretary of state and a great senator, probably voted for her. Okay, this whole thing is just, it, it's, it's the, the rewriting of history in real time is frustrating to me, as you may have noticed. I don't like it. I like when people tell the truth in real time, but they're rewriting history as it happens because they know that they have to cover. So Trump has to cover in order to preserve his career post this election cycle. He has to have two or three million people who believe that he was absolutely stabbed in the back. And if it hadn't been for those evil conservative establishment figures who just couldn't handle the kind of fire he liked to breathe, he would have been fine. So he starts going after Teddy Kennedy. Let me just point something out. Right now, he's ripping Teddy Kennedy. If you found out tomorrow that that Donald Trump had driven off a bridge with a woman in the back into a river and left her to die, the same people who are defending Donald Trump today would be defending him tomorrow, saying, well, Teddy Kennedy did it, and you didn't see the Democrats dump their man, did you? Okay, but that's not all. Trump is, is now, again, he has to trot out the red meat because he has to, to reiterate, do two things. One, I've been stabbed in the back. Two, the reason I've been stabbed in the back is not because I'm a horror show. I've been stabbed in the back because I'm just too conservative. I'm just too much of a fire breather. So here is Donald Trump at his rally last night and the crowd chanting CNN sucks. They are so dishonest. I agree CNN sucks, but this is clearly just a way to rouse his base. Any independent voters out there who are looking at this and going, you know what, that seems like a movement I desperately need to be a part of. Right? He's down 11 points. Does this seem like the move of a winner to you? That's not what he's trying to do. He's trying to rewrite his credentials so that when people oppose him or when people run away from him or when people say, I don't want to be associated with him, he can say the real reason you don't is because you're in the pocket of people like CNN. You're being paid off to do all this. 
Okay, that wasn't the only thing that he did. And then he, he also finally dropped the line. I'm old enough to remember when Donald Trump and his campaign surrogates said that when people would chant lock Hillary up, lock her up at his rallies, he would say, no, instead, just beat her at the polls. Right? I remember when Rudy Giuliani said that at the RNC. Now Trump is openly cheering lock her up because, again, he needs his rabid base to believe that the reason people oppose him is because he's too hardcore. her up and Trump is walking around stirring up the crowd. Now what's all this designed to do? What's that? He's clapping at it. Okay. Now what's all this designed to do? It certainly isn't designed to win. Again, it's designed to it's it, it's designed to change the narrative about why he's losing. According to Trump now, he's losing because he's been undercut by the cucks. And, uh, and not because he's a terrible candidate. Uh, and that's why you should, you should continue to, to destroy the rest of the Republican Party from the inside. Because what does it matter if they lose anyway? They're a bunch of cucks. If I lose, they should lose. It's, it's really, it's devastating. And that's why I think it's important for people not to buy into these myths, okay? Let's stop buying into the myths. And these are myths. Okay, right now, everything that, that, that Trump is doing is the creation of new mythology. If you don't buy into the myths then we can actually stop Hillary Clinton. If you do buy into the myths, then we're, tro- we're toast. If you believe these two myths, that Trump is this close to winning, except for these dissenters, and second, that Trump's losing GOPers because he's anti-Hillary, not because he's garbage, you are more likely to fall into the trap of voting Trump at the top of the ticket, ignoring the rest of the ticket, and, uh, and destroying the Republican Party in the process. By the way, if the Republicans lose the House and the Senate, all the people who want to watch everything burn, like Steve Bannon, they're going to get their wish, because all of the Trumpkins will blame Reince Priebus and Paul Ryan, both Trump supporters, for not having supported their man sufficiently. And all of the other conservatives will blame those guys for having jumped on the bandwagon uh, and allowed Trump to take the nomination in the first place. So if, if, we, if, if there's no check on Hillary Clinton, things are going to get so ugly so fast it'll make everybody's head spin. Now, meanwhile, if we had a candidate who wasn't an absolute horror show, if we had a candidate who wasn't busy attacking Paul Ryan instead of Hillary Clinton, if we had a candidate who, wasn't, who didn't have a history replete with saying stupid things on tape, saying nasty, evil things on tape, if we had a candidate who didn't spend the entire primary cycle and election cycle ripping on Mexican judges and going soft on the KKK and making lewd comments about women, if we had that, this campaign would be over, and we would have won already, okay? Because here's what's going on with Hillary Clinton. John Podesta's emails have been hacked. Those emails are now hitting the web. We now know that Hillary's campaign was coordinating with the DOJ. We now know that Hillary's, Hillary did not turn over her thumb drive to state. She turned it over to the DOJ. And Hillary still has no good excuses for anything that she's doing. Hillary still has no good excuses for her behavior toward Bill's accusers. Right? Hillary Clinton is, is flailing about, but it doesn't matter because the explosion of Donald Trump over here, she's over here hitting herself in the face of the frying pan, and Donald Trump is over there setting off a nuclear bomb on his chest and wiping out all civilization without, within a 10-mile radius. Hillary Clinton, for example, here she is last night. It's just, oh God, it's so terrible, this election. Here's Hillary Clinton saying, Trump should have been apologizing, not attacking me. Now I'll tell you what. Donald Trump spent his time attacking when he should have been apologizing. Now, there are a lot of things he should apologize for, right? And on Friday, the whole world heard him talking about the terrible way he treats women. Right now, okay, so what would Trump's response be in even a normal world? He's too busy attacking Paul Ryan. He should be on the stump, and he should say her husband was raping people, and she was defending it, right? He should be making the issue against her. He's too busy going up against Paul Ryan on Twitter. Meanwhile, all of Hillary's surrogates are showing just how much they hate women. Joy Behar, who's just a horror show of a human being on The View, she's attacking Hillary's supposed victims, or alleged victims, and here's Joy Behar just—I mean, this is astounding that this gets said on national TV, and since she's a Democrat and Hillary's a Democrat, they get away with it. I wonder why she didn't have. That's why when he brought up this, these allegations, I wonder if she missed the opportunity to address it in a way that the public would understand that that's just well, not how you behave. Well, the big said, issue. I, I would like to apologize to those tramps that have slept with my husband. <laughs> Maybe she could have said that. Well, wait, 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 wait
Okay, those tramps who slept with my husband, maybe I can apologize. Okay, first of all, one of the women there was a girl who was raped at 12. And a couple of the women there, Paula Jones and Kathleen Willey, were sexually abused by her husband, allegedly. But she just calls them tramps. And everybody laughs. The Democrats laugh. And then they claim that there's a war on women from the right. Then they claim there's a war on women from the right. Why isn't Donald Trump going full-fledged on that? No, he's too busy hitting Paul Ryan. Whoopi Goldberg does the same thing on the same show. No problem. Everybody laughs. Um, so... Again, she is the victim here. She's the victim here. And, and they were saying that she attacked some of those women. Yeah. They're lucky. I mean, I don't know about y'all. <laughs> but if someone slept with your man or your man or your man or your man, I do believe it would not be as polite. <laughs> wouldn't polite. It wouldn't be polite. But we would not be cute and like, oh, we're so sorry. Not. It's not. <laughs> Laughing. No, whoopee, speak the Let's truth. Start. Okay, Bill Clinton allegedly groped Kathleen Willey against her will. Bill Clinton allegedly raped Juanita Broderick. Bill Clinton allegedly groped Paula Jones against her will. These are not women who had consensual sex with Bill Clinton. This isn't Monica Lewinsky. This isn't Jennifer Flowers. Those weren't the people there. Democrats say this about sexual, alleged sexual abuse victims, and nobody bats an eye. Their hypocrisy is absolutely astounding. I understand why people are so frustrated here, saying, why is it that, that Trump's kind of behavior, that's inexcusable from the media, but Bill and Hillary's behavior is excusable? It's not. None of it's excusable. None of it's excusable. But instead of making the case that none of it's ex excusable, Donald Trump is, is making the case against his own party, and members of the Republican Party are looking at the, the tea leaves, and they're realizing that it doesn't matter. The truth doesn't matter here. It just doesn't matter. Okay, when, in, again, I mentioned this yesterday. Todd Akin in 2012, made a comment that was really bad, but it wasn't rape, okay, and Todd Akin was immediately thrown over by the RNC. Mark Foley was having consensual sex, apparently, with congressional pages, with an underage congressional, they were like 17, and he was summarily dismissed from Congress, essentially, and Republicans lost 30 seats in the Congress. That's the way this game works. I'm sorry that the world isn't fair. I'm sorry that the media are biased. I'm sorry about all those things. I think we ought to fight back against that media bias. I think we ought to point out that Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar are disgusting specimens of humanity. But that doesn't change the basic math here. And right now, I'm looking at a math problem beyond anything else. That said, the hypocrisy of the left is overwhelming. Samantha B is very upset at Republicans for condemning Donald Trump. Now, what took them so long? Meanwhile, a whole lot of Republicans were grappling with the discovery that their Muslim-banning, Mexican-insulting, race-baiting, disability-mocking, alt-right-channeling demagogue might not be such a good guy after all. Mike Pence just issuing a statement saying, quote, As a husband and father, I was offended by the words and actions described by Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell is the father of three daughters. I strongly believe that Trump needs to apologize. I'm a father. I'm a son of a very strong woman, a grandson of a strong woman, a husband of a strong woman, and I didn't like hearing that. I'm a father of two girls, a brother of three sisters. I'm the father of a 21-year-old daughter, and, and I have a wonderful wife and two, three wonderful sisters, and I'm like everybody else. I'm appalled by the statements. Oh, go f*** yourself. Trump's comments, Trump's comments are not wrong because you have female relatives. Guess what? A surprising number of Americans have at least one female relative. Trump's comments were wrong because women are human. And if you hadn't stood cravenly by while he insulted them for a year, you wouldn't be in the pile of elephant shit you're in today. You Stop it here. So here, here's the problem. She doesn't get to say any of this crap because she's backing Hillary Clinton. She doesn't get to say any of this crap because she worships at the altar of the Clintons. Yes, the hypocrisy is astounding. That doesn't mean that the argument is invalid because the truth is that the argument is not actually invalid. Some of what she's saying is true. So that, that's what's so disturbing about all this. Seth Meyers is doing the same routine. He says that, that Trump and Ryan, you know, they both should be ashamed of themselves. And again, Seth Meyers is a worshiper of the Clintons. And by the way, let's not forget that Donald Trump isn't the only one being disgusting on this tape. There's also Billy Bush, who somehow passed Jeb as worst performing Bush in 2016. <laughs> Poor Jeb, he must be somewhere thinking, I can't win anything. <laughs> And once they got off the bus, Billy Bush somehow managed to add a layer of nacho sleaze to the seven-layer sleaze dip. Are you ready to be a soap star? We're ready. Let's go. Make right. me a soap star. How about a little hug for the Donald? He just got off the bus. Like okay, hug, absolutely. <laughs> Melania said this was okay. I just got off the bus. Uh, <laughs> push, push. Here we go. Here we go. They're so entitled, they think they deserve hugs for getting off a bus. 
and it wasn't easy. You couldn't just knock on the glass, trust me. I tried. Now, it should be noted, NBC suspended Billy Bush from the Today Show for his words on this tape, which means there is currently a higher standard for host of the third hour of the Today Show than there is for Republican nominee for president. Can I point something out here? Seth Meyers is on a network. What's the name of that network, guys? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's called NBC. Okay, NBC is also the place that hosted Donald Trump there for 11 years. They knew he did all this stuff. They made money off of him. They promulgated him as the great god king of business for 11 years. And now they're very upset that Donald Trump said all that. They knew all this stuff from the beginning. The hypocrisy here truly is astounding. The shows are really bad, and the hypocrisy here is really astounding. But again, we've now been caught in this spiraling tornado of, of garbage, and, and it's just it's going downhill ever faster, and none of it changes the underlying math. New NBC poll out just now. After the debate, Trump is down nine points nationally. Okay, this is this is end-of-world territory for Republicans. Okay, all of this said, now it's time for some things I like and some things that I don't. So, uh, somebody sent me somebody sent me this earlier uh, because I had talked yesterday about the idea of Donald Trump kind of sitting around tweeting uh, from a bunker somewhere, uh, and, uh, and you know, basically he's got troubles, and, and so he's, he's tweeting about all these people who have to stick with him and they must be loyal. And somebody went ahead and made the inevitable Hitler video, right? Somebody made the inevitable downfall video with Hitler. And uh, here's what it looked like. The This is what does Twitter have for me? I love seeing the latest Drudge Poll numbers. They're rising. Mexicanos in the hood love me to do them to the max. And their taco bowls. And everybody looks around all weird. House Speaker has strayed. Tell the Twitter bots to tweet this tonight. Hashtag grab Paul Ryan by the bleep. My tweet will get like 80,000 Ks tonight. Yeah. <laughs> the House struggle to the Democrats tonight. Okay, it continues along these lines. Um, but it's just, it's just awful all the way around. Okay, uh, other things that I like. You know, I might as well say it now because now's a good time for it. As I've said before, we, we've sort of reached the point in that campaign where Donald Trump, who's not Hitler, by the way, because only Hitler was Hitler. Okay, Donald Trump is sitting around and he's saying, and he's sitting around somewhere in the, in the Trumpen bunker. And he's saying, every good German must stand with the Fuhrer. Everyone must die before surrendering Berlin to the Allies. Sure, there's a cordon of Allies all around the city. It doesn't matter. We will all go down in flames in the great Gotterdammerung. That's where we are. So, with that in, that in mind, I thought that things I like today... The, the movie Downfall is actually a great movie, if you've never seen it. It's about the final days of Hitler inside the, the Fuhrer bunker, and, uh, and it's, it, is a, uh, it is a very, very good movie. The performance by Bruno Gans as Hitler is excellent. Uh, here's the trailer. ends his final days, hidden in an underground bunker. The Fuhrer has lost all sense of reality. He moves divisions that only exist on his map. It's insane. Twelve years of the Third Reich will end in chaos. The enemy has broken through along a wide front. Our generals are just a bunch of contemptible, disloyal cowards. In twelve days, Berlin will fall. Okay, and then the movie is, it's actually a, a terrific film. Okay, so you can go out and actually watch the movie. Don't just watch all the parodies of the scene where Hitler breaks down. There are a thousand of them online. The movie itself is really good uh, and, and says something about human nature. Okay, other things that I like. I just thought this was funny. Donald Trump, for some reason, held up a baby dressed like Donald Trump at his rally last night. Uh, and uh, there's a picture of it. It's him holding up this cute little kid. Oh, it's a video? Okay, let's, let's do it. That's so cute. That kid's so cute. I didn't realize Laura Ingram was that small. What's your, what's your name? Nay. Now, he's supposed to look like Donald Trump, but he's actually much too good looking. You are really handsome. Are you having a good time tonight? Night. 
Where's your daddy? And your mommy, right? Do you want to go back? Do you want to go back to them, or do you want to stay with Donald Trump? He's picking his nose. There we go. Jump. Okay. <laughs> it's cute, and uh, and he just made the most compelling case for Trump I've ever heard. That that small child. Okay. Uh, time, okay. Time for time for some things I hate, other than the entire political situation and everything in life. Okay, let's do it. So actually, I should have put this thing in things I like. So this one's a screw up. But uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to see. It's the only good thing that came out of that second debate. This this video of Trump and Hillary singing to each other. Very, very funny. So that was the only good thing to come out of the second debate because this whole election cycle is... Okay, back to things I hate. So, Alex Jones uh, is a human, which is saying a lot. Alex Jones is a human over at InfoWars. If you've never seen Alex Jones, I did an Alex Jones impersonation earlier, and you'll realize how good it was after you watch this video in which Alex Jones absolutely loses his mind again. Uh, he's an entertaining guy. I'll give him that. Uh, he's a conspiracy theorist who believes a lot of nutty things, uh, and his site InfoWars has become kind of a go-to site for people who love Donald Trump uh, and conspiracy theories. So Donald Trump, I'm sure, visits it multiple times a day. Alex Jones is the, is the guy who heads it up. Uh, and, uh, and here is Alex Jones doing something. I can't really explain what it is. I'm feeling really powerful right now. For sure, oh, by the way. you're going to submit to us. Our time of liberalism is here. You drink that fluoride. You take those vaccines. Donald Trump says vaccines might be dangerous because one of his kids got hurt. Ah, shut up! If you don't have free speech, you understand? You listen to me. I rule this country now. I'm liberal. Screw him. Ban his free speech right now. Ban it! Let me tell you what else you do. You don't visit InfoWarsLife.com with the number one new vitamin. <laughs> he's a, a brilliant seg. I mean, he, seg he segues right into an ad for uh, some sort of fusion vitamin, so that's great. This guy, by the way, is considered a leading Trump ally, Alex Jones. I don't know why! I can't understand it! Look at this! Look what's underneath here! It's another shirt! Why? Why? Because well, I don't want to go to the cleaners that often, that's why. Come on. Okay, so <laughs> uh, it's just I think it says something about our country when that guy is a leading uh, is is a leading advocate for one of the president presidential candidates. By the way, it exists on the other side too. You got a lot of crazies on the on the other side, but they're all in Hollywood. One of those crazies is a Robert De Niro. So Robert De Niro. Uh, fresh off his performance in I've Been Dead for 20 Years, uh, is a uh, <laughs> cut of video about how angry he is with Donald Trump mistreating women. He's a punk. He's a dog. He's a pig. He's a con, a bullshit artist, a mutt who doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't do his homework, doesn't care, thinks he's gaming society, doesn't pay his taxes. He's an idiot. Colin Powell said it best. He's a national disaster. He's an embarrassment to this country. It makes me so angry that this country has gotten to this point, that this fool, this bozo, has wound up where he has. He talks how he wants to punch people in the face. Well, I'd like to punch him in the face. This is somebody that we want for president? I don't think so. 
we're allowed to, so so raging bull over here or or raging really really old bull. Uh, He's very upset that Donald Trump is the nominee for president. I'm going to read you a headline. And he says it's terrible how he treats women and all the rest of this. Okay, I'm going to read you a headline. This is a headline from the UK Daily Mail. Uh, this is circa 2014, October 28, 2014. Robert De Niro threatened his on-off lover in bid to force her to abort his secret daughter during his cocaine-fueled 1980s wild years. And his method acting inspired John Belushi to inject the drugs which killed him. Well, here's the problem with the Hollywood critique of Donald Trump. A lot of people in Hollywood act just like Donald Trump. A lot of them mistreat women. The casting couch is still alive and well. Hollywood is replete with people who have, who have been brutal to women, uh, who, have, who have acted badly, who talk exactly like Donald Trump talks in that tape. Uh, you know, people talk about locker rooms. What Trump should have said is, no, that's how, we, that's how we talk in Hollywood dressing rooms, because that's actually true. Okay? There are a lot of people in Hollywood who do talk like that and who do act like that and who do believe that celebrity is the, is the catch-all, the cure-all for all available sins. One of the hard parts about watching this election cycle is that all the critiques of Donald Trump are true and all the critiques of Hillary Clinton are true, and most of the critiques are coming from people who shouldn't be making the critiques at all on grounds of hypocrisy. It's one of the hardest things about this election. So you should be able to separate those two things. The critiques of Trump can be true. The critiques of Clinton can be true. The sources of those critiques can also be awful, awful human beings. Uh, and that's what we've come down to. So it's, uh, you know, this is, this is a, a real moment for the Republican Party that we're watching right now. We're watching a, a real moment for the Republican Party. Can they hold this ship together long enough to just get it across the, uh, across the, the finish line uh, in, this, in this schooner race uh, on November 8th? All they have to do is hold the House, hold the Senate. My guess right now is they hold the House and they don't hold the Senate. Um, but if they hold neither, then there is going to be such hell to pay after this election. And it's going to be on one man. It's going to be on Donald Trump. It's not on his supporters. I understand the justification for voting from the primaries. I understand why you're voting from now. It's not about you. It's about Donald Trump. And it's about the manipulative game that Donald Trump is now playing in order to preserve his own business after this thing is over, and in order to preserve the myth that he is still some great sort of winner, even after he gets shellacked based on his own incompetence. So tomorrow is, uh, is Yom Kippur, uh, the Day of Atonement. So I will pray very hard for the country, uh, and uh, as we all should, regardless of whether you're Jewish or not. Uh, I'll be fasting for 25 hours, not eating or drinking, which makes me miserable, but that'll be a significant upgrade from where I am today over the state of this race. So I will be back on Thursday, and we will have some mailbag for you then. Subscribe at dailywire.com if you're listening. If you're already watching, congratulations. You're part of the number one conservative podcast in America. Thanks so much, and we will see you on Thursday. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So, I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.